0: To football. Connor, we are sitting in Caesars Palace at the Sportsbook. Uh, we had a guest lined up. We don't have a guest now. Things happen when you do a uh, podcast on the road. It's just me and you. I know everyone's going to be super disappointed, but we're going to have some fun. We're going to make the best of
1: a not great situation. Hey, we're having a great time at our new home, the Caesars Palace Sportsbook. I officially live here now. It's been really cool, an uh, awesome venue to do these shows from. And in the spirit of that, later on in the show, we have a lot of prop bets in front of us. And we're going to go through some of our favorites. I'm going to ask Matt if I'm absolutely crazy, some of the ones I circled. We got the NFL basically 100-year team.
0: Yeah, I think that's what they're calling it. It yeah.
1: flow off the tongue. Yeah, I think uh, some of the names might not even be recognizable to some of our audience, but it's pretty awesome to go through some of the legends. But, man, we got a lot of news off the top, as we always do. We do have a lot of news off the top.
0: Jalen Smith gets extended in Dallas, so not Dak, not Zeke, not Coop. They go defense first. I think this is Jerry Jones just being like, you know what, guys, fuck it. We're just gonna we're gonna extend somebody just to prove that we can and that we have the money to do it. He gets five years, sixty-four million. What's most interesting to me is there were still two years left on his deal as a second-round pick. He would have been a restricted free agent after this year, which is a no-brainer. You pick that up. Um, so basically, uh, a six-year extension is a five-year of new money. But $64 million, this is a really good deal for the Cowboys. Uh, he comes in a little bit under where uh, your guy, C.J. Mosley, got with the Jets. But I think this is a, a great deal for both sides. I,
1: I do, too. I think when you look at it, Jalen Smith, of course, it, it's, it's an amazing story, number one, that he's made it this far after the significant injury in the bowl game which was a shame. I mean, me and you talk about this all the time. One of the greatest linebacker prospects we've ever watched. He's back to form now. And it does seem like there's a little bit of a discount here, Matt, because he gets paid early, like you said. And when you get paid early in an internal contract negotiation, not external market, you tend to take some money off the table. But this is still good money for him. And more importantly for the Cowboys, why I love this deal so much, a lot of people are saying, well, now someone's got to walk. I don't think so. I actually think they can find a way to still get Dak, Zeke, and Amari done. There might be some restructuring on other contracts along the way. But to me, this is a home run deal for both sides, which is rarer now in today's NFL.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. I will say, um, I commented in the BR app, Jalen's the best linebacker prospect I've ever evaluated. And people got in there, they are like, what about Roquan Smith? What about this guy and this guy? I'm like, no, I mean it. He would have been the number one player in that me had he not been hurt. I mean... The first linebacker I ever scouted in person was Patrick Willis. I think Jalen was better, and Patrick Willis was damn near flawless as a prospect. Even at Ole Miss weren't the, the club because he had broken his hand – I think Jalen is the best but the injury it was scary now the second part is can they now pay all these other guys I think you could look Seattle was able to do it now they didn't pay a lot of guys on offense they paid Russ but then they were paying guys on defense Earl Thomas cam Chancellor Richard Sherman Bobby Wagner Michael Bennett they were paying guys the key for Dallas has being able to draft well around your core around your nucleus so that you don't have to pay top money to a D tackle or to a, an outside linebacker. That's where Leighton Vanderish comes in. You know, what was that with Byron Jones in the that's secondary? That's the big one to me. So th- that's like the other side of it. It's like, Oh, we've drafted so well that now we got to pay all these dudes and you can't do that.
1: Which it's tough because it's almost like teams get criticized for it. They're like, well, how are they going to pay all these guys? Well, will mcclay over there in dallas has created a very good problem to have so when you look at the situation for dallas i think it speaks volumes to what their scouting department has done over the years and this is a really promising star i'm sure the dallas fan has been a little upset or disappointed with how the zeke situation has played out this is something to be very happy about
0: it is uh let's transition here our best friend baker mayfield i said on the show last week it's great because anytime i'm like i don't know we're gonna talk about baker does some shit and i love it i actually so i coward loves it too. right me and colin coward are the happiest people in the world I do want to talk about this though because um, number one he says in an article that GQ put out allegedly says uh, he kind of trashes the Giants for taking Daniel Jones is like no one knows how to evaluate quarterbacks you got to pick guys who win I don't necessarily agree with that I think you look at Mahomes you look at Jared Goff in recent years we've seen quarterbacks uh, Josh Allen another one who for whatever reason their team was not successful but they've been top 10 draft picks so you can kind of go away from that trend but I will say this. We gave that pick an F. You gave it an L L when they picked him. So I don't feel like we could be out here, motherfucking Baker Mayfield, when we all trash the pick
1: just like more hardcore than he is. And I know Baker has begun to walk it back a little bit. But at the end of the day, he's just saying what everyone's thinking. Exactly. So why is that? It's like, oh, well, he's a quarterback. He can't do that. Yes, he can. This is Baker Mayfield. This is why people love Baker Mayfield so much. He, what you see is what you get. Yeah. And this was unprompted. If you read the story from GQ, which is getting a notorious reputation now for writing these stories over this Jalen Ramsey's quarterback trashing list, yeah. the GQ story. Now we have the Baker Mayfield story, which he's not happy about. But he was sitting in a booth and saw it on SportsCenter and unpromptedly said, I can't believe the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. It's not like he was asked, hey, what do you think of Daniel Jones? They trashed
0: him. It was just a throwaway comment. But you're right. This is just Baker. This is the dude who tried to run from the cops. This is the dude who planted the flag at Ohio State, the guy who grabbed his crotch at Kansas, who hates me. The list goes on and on. He hates a lot of people. He just has this giant chip on his shoulder, and that's what fuels him to be great. I'll say this. I think
1: it's good for Cleveland. I really do. I think to succeed in Cleveland – where there's been problems, whether it's the GM or the coaching staff or uh, definitely ownership is a big one, picking bad players. It was time to do something different, and this is as different as it could get. Did you ever think that you would be covering the NFL when Cleveland became the villain? The villain and also the biggest hype train we've seen in the NFL since the Dream Team Eagles yeah, yeah, that's true. That's what the Browns have become. That dream team Eagles team, which bombed, and I'm not saying Cleveland's going to do the same thing. This is the most hype we've seen in one summer from a team since then.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was thinking Randy Moss going to the Patriots. I mean, I was like, okay, this isn't fair. Yeah, it feels to, like a Madden trade. It really does. It, it feels like or a fantasy football team. Uh, I don't have a problem with what Baker said. I, like you said, I he wish he didn't walk it back. Yeah, and I think you're just going to have to accept. Uh, I saw some people comparing, well Mahomes would never do this. Of course he wouldn't. That's just not who he is. But pa- like you Pat and I are Donald, different people. are not it, Like it, of course. We're it, both
1: hosts of Stick to Football. We act very differently. Yeah, why does there why does everyone is there expectations to act a certain way at quarterback? I think. I don't know. It's just I do think it's different and I do think it can come back to by Baker, but right now it I don't have a problem with like it. Like I've
0: said with Baker all
1: along, win football games and you can act however it, you want. It doesn't you can be matter. as
0: brash it doesn't as matter. you want to be. And
1: one more thing I want to say, because we've been hard on him. I know I've personally been really hard on him. Daniel Jones handled this the right way. He, he really did. He, he handled it the right way. He spoke to the media and said, we're worried about what's going on here. It's not how I would have done things, but I'm just worried about you know what's going on with my football team. It, I we always say this, but like after how hard things have been for him, it would be nice to see him have some. Success. Oh, I'm rooting for him yes. just because of this. He's also a robot.
0: There's no and way Daniel not Jones to have any response other than what the code in his brain told him to it, say. It
1: feels like they had Eli in a lab for the last ten years, and right. they just came out with Daniel Jones. They just spliced. like a Frankenstein quarterback. It's like if
0: you took Eli and Peyton and somehow
1: splice their dna yeah i don't know if the, the all the talent fell under there but oh well, yeah you can't something like that Anyway, one more thing here. one more
0: thing before we move on to the nfl 100 year team the bears have basically made a joke of the preseason they're not playing anyone they put out a list a week two of the preseason people who will not play and it was their starting lineup it was 22 starters And now they say Matt Nagy says, listen, they're probably not going to play week three, which traditionally is when your starters maybe play the first half. You get a longer look. And that's how it's been done in the NFL as long as I've been covering it. Matt Nagy's like, no, I think we're good. My hope and prayer is I don't know if we'll see the CBA ever truly negotiate out the preseason. I think coaches might just make a joke of it.
1: It's starting to feel that way. I know Adam Gase in New York has come out and said Le'Veon Bell won't play. And I, I'm a believer that you don't need to play your starting running back. I, I think it's too risky. Uh, it's already you know, hurt plenty of teams over the years, preseason, no matter what injuries happen. I think where it gets really interesting for me is if you're playing a team like the Bears – your second string guys are playing non-NFL players, it's harder to evaluate them. Then. Yeah. So making one team making a joke at the preseason has this huge trickle effect down where I, once again, we're rooting for Daniel Jones. He's playing guys that will be XFL players because they were Bears fourth stringers essentially. Right. So it's a very interesting concept from the Bears right now. I'm not going to come out and bash it because there's just too many injuries. I get it. But, Matt, the thing now everyone's going to watch is, is there any rust week one with the Chicago team?
0: That is going to be key, especially with Mitchell Trubisky, who, depending on whose report you read, has had not a great training camp. so has been throwing a lot of picks, which you know my feelings on Picks in training camp. I really don't care, but we also haven't seen him tested. So I think that's that's one of the scary points right now. Is okay week one in a division where you really can't take a week off and and try to come back because you have to worry about the Packers conference where you can't exactly. So yeah, we'll be watching to see if there's any rust or if like last year I felt like Khalil Mack because of the the holdout late in the year he's kind of his play took a step back a little bit. Will he be healthier, fresher? To be able to go, and it's a team that they re- they didn't have really early draft picks that were like, okay, we got to see that guy. David Montgomery's a beast. We don't need to see a whole lot from him. Yeah, He'll probably to be to real soon. I think he's I think he's going to be okay. All right, let's take a break. When we come back. We're going to look at the NFL 100 Year Team. Connor, uh, the top of the show we talked about, it's the NFL's 100th anniversary. Happy birthday, NFL. You are officially old. And they did this uh, 100-year team on ESPN.com. Uh, uh, just a group of guys got together, I don't know, guys and girls, and they voted on this thing. People
1: that get a vote. People that get a vote. We do not. We should do our own. I would do it next summer. Yeah, or, yeah next, next or summer. maybe like in December. This would be random 101 years. We'll
0: do a Christmas show. Top Done. 100 players in NFL history. Uh, so at quarterback, uh, you have not seen this list. No. This is like a game show. I feel like I need to cross my legs. I need a tiny little microphone. That's been working on his hosting all week. Here I really Cesar have. Been. He's
1: never leaving the season between a hosting book.
0: and yoga. I, I can now cross my legs. So at quarterback, you should get one guess. I mean, if it's anyone but Tom Brady, it's a
1: sham. Well, it is Tom Brady, so they got that one right. Yeah. So one for one, a good start. Good. I know this is going to trend downward really soon because it's an old people as a list. Jets
0: fan. <laughs> it's an old people list. As a Jets fan, are you ever like, nah, it's not Brady. It's uh, nope. Johnny Unitas. No, nope. or- there was a
1: couple of years where I tried telling everyone I was like, hey, Aaron Rodgers might be better this year. It.
0: I don't do that game anymore. It's yeah, Tom. Brady. We don't need you ranking the top seventy quarterbacks in the NFL. It takes to, like that, don't Connor. Need Let's to stay do away from it. that. Where's Blake Bortles on your list? Uh pretty low. 67. <laughs> pretty low. be <laughs> pretty low. Uh okay, at wide receiver, they picked two. One is obvious because until Tom Brady, he was the greatest football player of all time. Jerry Rice. Of course. <laughs> the number two wide receiver, though. It should be Randy Moss. It is not. It's it'll be somebody that I've never watched. Play. It'll be Don Hudson. Yep, who, there you go. Um, I don't even
1: know if he was alive when we were. Honestly, no. And this is, feels like one of those times where they went on ProFootballReference.com, hit the sort button on the receiving yards, and said, "Okay, he one did and two, lead next. He
0: led two. the NFL in receptions five years in a row. And I think a lot of people believe that he is like the godfather of modern wide receiver sure. play." Doesn't mean you're the best ever. I would have put Randy Moss. I'm just happy it's not Terrell Owens, because that makes my soul burn.
1: I'm, Terrell will never get a vote for anything, though, because of yeah. how writers feel about him. I would take Chris I don't Carter agree over Terrell Owens. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's close, at least. But Randy, I don't think there's an argument. It's Randy. Randy. So it's different. Jerry and Randy. Yeah, it really and they're is. So, they're very different, which makes it fun. Uh, I think if Megatron played until he because some receivers like we see with larry fitzgerald anquan bolden played a while megatron hung it up at 29 if he played until about 34 35 there's a chance it could have been uh, jerry and megatron his body just died though it did and you know what he was i'm not to get off topic here but i think it was smart for him to be like you know what enough is enough there's something about being
0: a great detroit lion and being like i've had enough of at like 30 years old i'm done. Yeah at yeah. skill positions. How's Matt Stafford? How, how much more does he have? It,
1: we don't talk about that enough how the Lions have had arguably the most talented running back and wide receiver ever and they both retired early. They both just couldn't take the losing. The losing not worth the damage on the body. Yeah. All right. All right, let's see what they at, at tight end, let's hear the disappointment at tight well, end. Well, at tight end is Tony Gonzalez, which I agree with. We That's actually fair.
0: ran through this recently we on Super football. I think Tony uh, he gets it for being a game changer at tight end. You know, he really ushered in the, the former basketball player, you know, trend. And then also statistically, he deserves to be up there. I know you're a gronk guy though.
1: I am a gronk guy. I think gronk is the greatest tight end of all time, but I think with Tony, the longevity comes into this argument. Every time this once again, goes back, gronk retired early. If he had played a couple more years, put yeah. up a couple more, 10, he could still come back. He probably will come back, but for the playoffs, right? Which he wanted the numbers. This list is going to be a numbers generated list. It, it absolutely. But is. I'm okay with Tony. That's, right. Right that's yeah. fair. They're, like you, no one could sit there and be like, "That's ridiculous." Right? Like Don Hudson over Randy Moss is it's ridiculous. ridiculous.
0: Okay, at running back, I think like running back's always tough. If you were to ask me who's the greatest running back in NFL history, I would say Barry Sanders. But I feel like talent is like taking over that because numbers wise, it's obviously not. It's Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton. As some people will say
1: Walter Payton. Yep. And so the top two running backs, I'll just give them to you. It's Jim Brown and Walter Payton. That's fine. It's I mean Jim Brown's one of the greatest athletes. Right, in the history of all Such sports. Such a short NFL like, career, but there's an argument where he, he was the greatest lacrosse player of all time. So then, obviously, a running back, he's right there. Uh, I think if Gail Sayers didn't get hurt, he would come into that conversation. We're going to have a really interesting one with the running backs that are in today's NFL. I mean, that's the thing. Like, does Adrian Peterson deserve a mention? Yes. I do, and he's still playing at a pretty high level. Where if they're going to do the numbers game, he actually is still adding to if that. You're doing list. the numbers game. Frank Gore better be on this list. I know Frank Gore's going to play till he's 55 years old. So
0: but I would honestly not be surprised if Frank Gore manages to eke out these 600 yard seasons until he leads the NFL. And rushing. Frank's
1: already in the top five. I believe. Yeah, I think he's third. Yeah. So there, there could legitimately be a day where people will compile this list, and when Matt's like 75, and they finally, get, him finally vote, get a Hall of Fame. Frank boat? Gore will be right up there do you with all get Payton? a Heisman vote or a Hall Eventually. of Fame vote first.
0: Eventually. I think i make too many people mad. And I don't that's think fair. it's ever going
1: to happen. Delete so your Twitter account. Right.
0: I'll start over. Let's run through the offensive line. I'm not going to ask you to guess because I know you really don't care. Anthony Munoz at left tackle. I actually would have got that one. Yeah. John Hanna at left guard. Nope. Jim Otto at center. Jim Parker at right guard. And Forrest Gregg at right tackle. Sure.
1: Yeah. Sounds great. I mean, Quentin Nelson will be on there one day. It'll be fun. Probably um, be. I, man, uh, who's the Ravens Super Bowl Offensive Jonathan line. Ogden. Ogden should be on there. Yeah, Ogden was good. Walter Jones was really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve I Hutchinson at guard. I can't sit here, though, like the wide receiver argument and be like legitimately angry about who they chose for no, offensive No, we need to line. get Duke Mannyweather to come on yes. and be like, this is why they're
0: wrong. Yeah, and, and Jeff play. Shorts
1: will have something to say about people tripping, and <laughs> it'll be fine.
0: I want PFF to go back and grade legendary
1: offensive linemen. It'd be fun. I, know I they actually read that. They do do flashback uh, grading. It's yeah. just, it's hard because you know the film and yeah they're all 22 and that would actually
0: be hilarious okay defense this is going to be a little more fun they picked two defensive ends all time defensive not outside linebacker. they kind of made that clear so lt's out lt's out
1: at okay. defensive end so at d end who would you guess this is Oh, it's tough. Like, they could even have, honestly, at this point, they could put Aaron Donald in this conversation, unless they have him as a true D tackle. They have him as a true D tackle. So okay, they went fair. Reggie White and Deacon Jones. That's uh, who I would think. Reggie would, White is, like, undisputed on this right. list all the time. I would put Bruce Smith in. Okay. All-time sack leader in the NFL. And it's tricky because of when they started recording the sacks. It really, sack.
0: Yeah, that definitely messes things yeah. up. And so a defensive tackle, you mentioned, you know, Aaron Donald, I think is going to have... Aaron Donald and J.J. Watt, depending on what you view Watt as, it, it is tricky because 3-4 four versus 4-3, four, I think they could be the guys. Uh, they picked Merlin Olsen and Joe
1: Green. So, so not this terrible. Is that D-tackle? Yeah. I mean, legit, honestly, like J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald have a chance to one day be on this list. Yeah. And I think Watt with the injuries hurts his numbers. Aaron Donald is on a pace where... I mean, he could be the greatest defensive football player of all time. He
0: absolutely could be. And I know
1: people will be like, whoa, slow down. But, like, you look at the pace he's on right now. That's also a team that has a chance to win a couple titles with Sean McVay in the next five, ten years. The cool thing I'm about saying, Watt is he
0: had those three years where he was getting 20
1: sacks, 20 years, sacks so it almost, It's almost going to keep his numbers up so
0: high, even though he missed basically two years. I think the next one we're going to is the most interesting one on the entire list. The linebacker. Yes, list. there's a lot of names to throw in. So you mentioned Lawrence Taylor. He's one of them. Yep. which hurts my brain because he was a three, four outside linebacker and they just made him a four, three linebacker for this list. But it's neither here nor there. So at inside linebacker. Um, I, am a little bit older than you. Um, so growing up, when you talk about inside linebackers, you talked about really two people Buckus, Buckus and Singletary. They yep. picked Buckus.
1: I think I would have taken Singletary. You can make the argument for both, especially yep. the teams they played on. Um, I, I think what's interesting is when you get into the more modern era guys, Ray Lewis, I can't put Ray Lewis on any list other <laughs> than people that I hate. Fair. I just can't do it. Uh, Earl Acker. Earl would be a good one. Yeah. Which is, it's still crazy that Erlacher was a safety. Good one. Junior Seau, uh, obviously Pat Willis. Bobby Wagner maybe eventually. And one day Bobby Wagner. Luke Keekley would be a sleeper from the modern era. Yep. Don't know if he'll ever be in the, like, one and two. Yeah.
0: But probably in the top five. So they, they actually picked a strong side linebacker, which is something I've never seen someone do on a list like this. This is tricky. You're not going to guess it. I don't think. No. no disrespect. You're, no, you're I, I, I will be honest. I'll tell you I will not. Uh, they picked Bobby Bell, Kansas City Chiefs. I like. What, what's the argument? I mean, the, behind the it? key here is: I, I at one time he might still actually lead all linebackers in interceptions return for a touchdown. Okay, he had 40 sacks back in a day where they really, like you said, they didn't count those, and linebackers didn't rush. So it's more like if he played now, you know, he would be unstoppable. So they only picked one rushbacker. Yes.
1: See, I would pick two. Uh, Lawrence Taylor is always going to be on it. What I find interesting is. When does Vaughn Miller come into this conversation? Soon. I would have taken Derek Thomas. If you sure. wanted a
0: Chiefs linebacker, yep. I would have gone there. I was
1: actually going to ask about him, but they went. you said they went strong side. Yeah, instead. so Vaughn Miller, Khalil Mack, those guys will have their time soon. And, I mean, you can make an argument that Broncos team won a Super Bowl because of Vaughn. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the argument's yeah. there because he was the MVP. So Yeah,
0: that— being at that game was like watching the death of Cam Newton and Peyton Manning on the same field. was pretty yeah, interesting. That's a good right? point. <laughs> Peyton threw one like 15 yard out and I was sitting there with Jason Cole and it looked like something I could have thrown. You could have cooked dinner by the time it got right, to the target. It wobbled. It was like yeah. someone should have shot it, it. was over by the Yeah, time. It was over. bad, but they won. Okay, at corner, you know I just have so many issues with people who just blindly follow so obviously they made Dion one of the two corners, which is corners, the wrong answer. And I want to throw my iPad across the room because it's just whatever. But
1: every time we do this at cornerback, it's always Dion. And I would just challenge people to maybe think outside the box. So is Woodson the other one? Rod Woodson. Rod is Woodson. The other one. Yep.
0: Which I that's With fine. Rod Woodson, I think you could also say. I mean. At least for me, like I felt like he played more safety than corner, but he was an amazing punt returner. He was an amazing corner. He deserves to be mentioned as one of the top defensive backs all the time. Everyone knows that I would say it's Charles Woodson and Champ Bailey, maybe Jarrell Revis, then Dion and Rod.
1: I think it depends what you're looking for too. I think the Dion brand is really strong. Yes. I think what people miss with Revis is he played at the highest level at the, in the toughest era at corner. Yes, it was. It's so much harder now to play corner than it was when Dion. Played. I mean, how many in Rex's scheme? Like they don't put this kind of stuff into it. Rex's scheme asked Sorrell Revis to play on an island, an island against. I mean Calvin Johnson, anyone, anyone. All Reggie those great, Wayne. all those great Colts receivers. Yep. All the time, he had to shut those guys down. Randy Moss. It's crazy. He's the only person I've truly seen shut down Randy Moss. And there was, in Randy got him. Not a lot of yeah. people got Randy him. Randy got him. Yeah. Hopkins got him when he was like 32. Yeah, but that doesn't count. No, I'm talking about Prime count. Revis. Yeah, uh, so those are the corners. That safety, they got one of these right. They put
0: Ronnie. It should be. Okay, so you're telling me there's no Ed Reed? There's no Ed Reed, which we just went on a huge rant about a couple weeks ago. That he's, in my opinion, bar none the best safety. They put Ken
1: Houston. Over Ed Reed. I, this is the Don Hudson, Randy Moss thing all over again. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like, the people that make this list are 95 years old and just don't want good players on it. So, And they probably work with Dion, which is why he's on the that's list. That's true. But, I mean, Ed Reed is the greatest safety of all time. No matter what you ask him to do. Special teams, coverage, playing in the box... Leadership. Like best. I've said before, if Bill Belichick says you're the best
0: safety of all time, guess what? You're the best safety of all time. That's it. It's that Case simple. Case closed. They did not, or I didn't scroll far enough. I was pretty mad after the DB selection, so I actually just clicked off the article. I, I don't know if they put a head coach on here, but it would be Belichick. Yeah, right? I think so. Over Bill Walsh. Yeah. Over Chuck Knoll.
1: Over Vince Lombardi. I mean, just look at the Super Bowls and the success that they've had. I think what's amazing about the Patriots is, of course, Brady and all the Super Bowls, but when the other guys have to play... Like castle, they're still pretty. Jimmy good. G does not look good since he left New England. We're Sorry, go about there. That. Okay, we're gonna talk about that. Um, <laughs> we, we won't. I mean, it's just crazy. Brissett was very good working under them. Now Brissett's yep. been good everywhere else he's gone. He just can't hasn't gotten a chance to play. Belichick, I think, also the he coaches every level of football, like special teams, defense, yep. obviously the offense. It's unbelievable. And with Belichick, you can even go back to what he did this,
0: as an assistant. With the Giants. With the Giants. He's got some rings from those days as well. Um, Yeah, I think Belichick's the pick. All right, that is the NFL Top 100 It's fun. I know I made fun of it, but I actually had a good time going through Uh, it. It's the middle of August. There's not a whole lot to talk about. Give it two weeks. Thank you. Thank you for this. Football's back Saturday. Thank you, God. When we come back, we're going to tell you how I'm about to lose a lot of money betting at Caesars (laughs) Palace. Connor, kind of we're back. We are at Caesars Palace in the sportsbook hanging out where BR actually has a beautiful set. I'd never seen it until this week, but it's it's gorgeous. I can't wait to be back here Saturday for our pregame event when the sportsbook is actually like cooking and rolling. And as I'm thinking about that, we should probably reserve some seats. It's a full week of shows here. I heard it gets packed out here on college football I game I feel like day, so. I'm gonna become addicted to cigarettes out here, though. I,
1: I don't think addicted to smoking them. I think just breathing right. them just, in. I'm nonstop. just addicted to. But smoke. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, it's been an awesome week of shows here. We're gonna have another show here on Friday. Uh, the recording space here has been a lot of fun. And now we're gonna tell you, uh, or I'm gonna tell Matt how to lose some money this year. Can't wait. We went through our favorite prop bets. Everyone that are knows here. that's what I need to do is lose some money at the Caesars Palace <laughs> Sportsbook. Some NFL prop bets here. The first one. I love this one. And maybe I've become a homer from being around you and Mello so long. Pat Mahomes, total passing touchdowns over under for the year. What would you think it would be at? Uh, he had 50 last he year. He had 50 last year. I could see them putting it at like 35. Okay, yeah,
0: 37 and a half. Over. Smash the over, right? Boy, I, yeah, I mean, we keep saying he could regress back to 4,040 from 50 and 5,000. So I think
1: it definitely goes over. You have Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. Michael Michaels, Hartman. <laughs> Sammy Watkins. I actually really like it this year to go over that because I don't even know if they can rely on the run game anymore.
0: They have like the four-headed monster yeah. running back with Damian Darwin Williams. Darwin Thompson's like the Darwin new. Thompson, Carlos Hyde. Uh,
1: this, is, this is one of my favorite ones on here. They also have my favorite fullback in the NFL, His, Anthony Sherman. Anthony Sherman, the king yeah. of training camp appearances. Yeah, the Mohawk, the coveralls. An- another one I had on here that's actually tricky because they have so much talent at wide receiver, but the Rams, Robert Woods. Season total receiving yards, 957.5. What do you think I did here? I think you went under. No, I went over. You went over. I'm a big Robert Woods fan. They like him a lot, too. They like him a lot. I think Cooks and Cup definitely take away some of the production here. But we don't know if those guys will stay healthy. Both have been hurt in the past. The tight ends haven't really been huge impacts. Higby and Everett. Yeah, with Todd Gurley's knee, this might be a team, once again, that That's throws gonna the ball say. a
0: lot. If Gurley is not able to be Gurley. They're going to have to get the ball to guys like Woods a lot more. Sure. I I was going to say, Cup could steal some
1: yards, but he's coming back from injury, too. I think it's a tricky one on here, but I still think Woods is a 1,000-yard receiver, no matter who else is in that offense. and. Maybe one of the most underrated receivers in the entire game. I mean, when you think of the Rams receiving courts, like, oh, well, Brandon Cooks was such an early pick and he
0: was traded for a first rounder, you know, when he went to New England. But it really is Robert Woods
1: that drives that passing game. All right. Next one at the running back position. This one feels really low, but maybe people just expect Rashad Penny to get more work this year. Chris Carson, season total touchdowns at seven. That does seem really low. Even if Penny gets
0: involved, he's not. The ground and pound kind of guy that Carson is, so I would think he would get more involved
1: in goal line, short yardage, and this is total touchdowns. Oh, so it's receiving too. Yeah, I think you got to take the over on that. I, I like him to get to double digits this year, and even if he takes a step back and is at eight or nine. You still, still get over the it. over, so that was one of my favorites on here. There's definitely a couple of tricky ones. Like I think the hardest one is Philip Lindsay. His total rush yards is only at eight sixty eight and a half. After having a phenomenal they year really last year, they really think Royce Freeman's going to take the next step this year. And why do you think the coaching staff is being vocal about getting away from Lindsay?
0: I, I don't know if it's the size. You know, they worry about wearing him down. I, He's small. It really makes no sense when you have an undrafted free free agent come in and be a thousand yard rusher. Generally, you would be. Look how smart we are. We got this guy. Yes. But I also just don't think he fits what Vic Fangio's philosophy is as a
1: team. Like you want to be bigger, stronger, faster. Lindsey doesn't really give you that. Yeah, it feels like Vic is kind of coming in with the same attitude Rex had where it's like we're gonna run the football or like and Mike we're, Brable. We're exactly give we're gonna be the tougher Henry. team yeah. than you. The defense props are mostly sack totals. I, I thought that the most the best one on here, Von Miller only had eleven.
0: Ooh, that seems really low, especially in a, in a division where everyone's going to throw the ball 50 times a game. Nailed it. Um, man, and like the Raiders, yes, they got better with Trent Brown at right tackle. Uh, the Chargers offensive line is not great. Mitchell Schwartz is one of the few people in the NFL that can handle Von it's Miller. It's true. Yeah. But I still think he goes over that.
1: Especially Bradley Chubb across from him is might actually free some things up for Von. The things
0: that Bradley Chubb did to my San Francisco 49ers. He looks awesome. Like we can't talk about it on a podcast, even with the explicit warning. Yeah,
1: he looks phenomenal. His sack total is actually a nine and a half. Remember, he Chubb had, had 13 and a last year. So when you look at that. Uh, the Broncos are, are pretty friendly on the over-under sack totals. So uh, keeping it going here, we had a ton of these circled. We're trying to make some money. We're trying to make Matt some money. Uh, one more here, my guy Sam Darnold. Ooh. Now, I have a good argument for this, not okay. to be a homer. Why he'll go over the season total passing yards at 3,653.5? You think he goes ha- over that? Ooh. Because their secondary is so bad, Okay, he's going to have to be playing comeback all the time. You have to air it out constantly. Yes. I like the yards after catch guys there too.
0: We've seen Jameson Crowder get involved in the preseason yep. a lot. Robbie is obviously very explosive and you have Le'Veon Bell. I could, I could maybe see it. I think I would put money on the under,
1: but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I think it's a tricky one. I think having Adam Gase there too, uh, will help him in the offense, at least to air it out a little more than we saw last year. Not the rookie yep. handcuffs. They like to call it now. Two here. We love talking about Baker Mayfield on this show. Is it a rest? Because I'm going to take it's the over. It's not over oh, okay. on the arrest. It it's is – uh, season total passing yards is really high, 4,244 and a half. I would go under on that. You would go under. Okay. And then his total touchdowns is 30 and a half. I actually think he can get past that one. I think, too, I, because total, so you get rushing touchdowns in there. And I can see him getting
0: four or five rushing touchdowns in Freddie Kitchen's offense. I, I know – I feel like everyone is just like – overcompensating for the fact that they have Odell now and that he's going to bring this huge statistical difference but uh, something we talked about on radio this past weekend is they actually have no depth at receiver. So if Odell gets hurt, which he's done in the past, if Jarvis Landry is a little bit slow.
1: It's going to be on Higgins. Right. Who's really their third wide receiver anyway. With so Callaway we're talking about after him.
0: Right. There's just no depth there. And Joku has been, I believe, banged up this preseason as well. You lose Duke Johnson. He was such a good receiver out of the backfield. Nick Chubb told us,
1: I don't catch the ball. Yeah, I'd rather so, not. <laughs> uh, I, just,
0: I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like betting
1: on Baker would be a little scary. Odell is going to be my last. Last one on this prop list, but before we get there, I did want to talk about Nick Chubb. Do you think people are inflating Baker's projected stats and forgetting about how much of a focal point Chubb's going to be? I think he has to be. Now, the key is that offensive line. I would I think the offensive
0: line is the weakness of the Browns. So if the offensive line is going to struggle to protect Baker, then we're going to see a lot of Chubb because he he's built to handle that until we see Kareem Hunt come back. So I, I do think people are forgetting about Nick Chubb, who was so amazing last exactly. year when he finally got on the field. Right. Once they finally Hugh Jackson, once didn't want Hugh to play Jackson anyone. was fired, it was like, oh, wow, look at this new toy we have in the backfield. Man, and, and I still think defenses in that division are really good. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, those defenses are really, really good. Uh, Devin Bush has to be a
1: favorite for defensive rookie of the year. His prop is actually very high, 94.5 tackles. Yeah, I think he goes over that. He's probably a 100-tackle kind yeah. of guy or year one. He's, He's really going to be is. on the field three downs. What's Devin White at? Do you know? They actually don't have one for Devin White. Because, because it's going to be like 130 tackles. Uh, probably. They did Earl Thomas, Devin Bush, and uh, Miles Garrett also on the sack total. Miles Garrett only had 11.5. He, like slow too. he might be like a 16, 17 sack guy. I'm expecting of guy. huge things from him. To close this thing out, of course, we've got to talk about Odell at a modest 1,200 receiving yards. So I I actually saw this on BR's Instagram, and I, I said under.
0: Too many mouths to feed. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. There's just too many. And I like Odell is, in my opinion, the second best route runner in football. I actually think Keenan Allen is the best. And I just wonder when you have so many new pieces, how quickly they're going to gel together. You got a new head coach, you got a, a second year quarterback, a second year running back, an O line that you don't really trust. And now you're throwing Odell into the mix. Like, how quickly is he going to acclimate into this scheme where they're running on all cylinders right out of the gate? And at some
1: point, it's hard to believe Kareem Hunt is gonna be on the field for that team.
0: I mean, yeah, like you said at the beginning of the show, it just it seems like someone built this offense in Madden, <laughs> but then they forgot to draft offensive linemen. Like Joel Batonio is good, but well, they traded one of the best guards in football exactly. as well. So. so it's just it's hard to it's hard to believe that everyone's just gonna hop on the field and be great. I would say the same thing about Oakland. So many new pieces to the puzzle are they going to be able to just hop on the field and we see AB go off and Josh Jacobs be the man and Darren Waller, tearing people up at tight
1: end. Everybody loves themselves. Everyone Darren loves Darren
0: Waller. I remember scouting the dude at Georgia tech, trying to get the Niners to draft him. Yeah. And you don't get a lot of targets there. Not well, now you do, but you know what? we honestly didn't know about. And they talked about this on hard knocks Tuesday night. Um, it was something that you and I, we were having dinner, me and mellow with a scout in mobile uh, the year that he was in the draft. And the, the scout told us, we like him, and I know you like him, but we can't draft him because there's drug problems there. And it actually came up on Hard Knocks that he you know, was suspended the 2017 season. He talked about how he was doing Coke, Xanax, wow. like anything he could get his hands on, trying to basically sabotage his career. So
1: uh, that's why good players fall, and you don't always get the reasons why. But on a lighter note, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and do some fantasy superlatives for this season. Closing out the show today. Again, thanks to
0: everyone uh, from BR. Uh, this crew here is amazing. Thank you to Caesars Palace for hosting us this week. It's been we'll awesome. We'll be doing the show here Friday as well. And it's Saturday, our pregame event. That's at noon Pacific time. If you want to come hang out with us, crush some beers, talk some college football, we'll be doing that. But fantasy superlative, something we wanted to get into. Uh, and, and we got five categories here, basically. Who is your biggest surprise? And I hate doing this because all my buddies listen to the podcast that I'm in a league with. And I know they're just going to like cockblock me from I'm drafting the guys yeah. I want
1: to draft here, but it's OK. <laughs> well, I think the cat's out of the bag, unfortunately, on this one. For me, it was going to be Preston Williams. When you look at the Miami Dolphins wide receiver situation, the door was open for him to get a lot of targets this year. And you look at Preston's talent. That's never been a problem. He's had, you know, plenty of issues off the field. It seems like so far his head is screwed on straight down in Miami. And uh, guess what? He's been dominating much of the preseason and training camp, playing with Josh Rosen. I really like that, too. Yeah. Since he wasn't uh, you know, a uh, playing with the ones, he's not playing with Fitz. He's playing with Rosen. I think both those guys will be on the field for Miami this year. And I think people are going to start overdrafting him because of the preseason hype. But even before the preseason, we were really excited about him. Yeah, really were. Um,
0: my biggest surprise, I'm actually just going to pick a position and, and give you the three players that I have like mentally targeted that I'm going to try to get. And again, I know I won't now because – uh, mellow, and everyone else is going to listen to this and yeah, steal it from me. It. So, or this is reverse psychology. And I'm going to tell you guys I actually, don't really want, doing this. Ooh, no one knows. So, at running back, the three dudes outside of the top ones Marlon Mack, I think he becomes a three down back this year for the Colts, especially if luck is hurt. I think they're going to have to really rely on him. Uh, and then, obviously, the rookies, Miles Sanders and David Montgomery. Those are the dudes because I have the third pick in our draft, actually. So, I know right away, like off the top, I'm going to get Saquon, Kamara, or Christian McCaffrey. But when we come back around, I'm probably going to be in a very bad situation. So I'm going to take two running backs off the top in a PPR league. So I have to get a receiver and then wait. So those are the three guys I, I hope I can get middle rounds. You don't think one of the wide receivers will fall to you on that swing back? I hope so. That's kind of what it comes down to. And They might not. There are some like legit homers in our league that will just take like Packers players and stuff. So okay. I'm really hoping. And we undid the keepers this year. We wiped the slate clean. No so you one have a can full keep draft. Full draft. Full draft exciting uh, and if i don't think I know if i told you this i i lost last year i finished the last place because i drafted my team and didn't change anything and like everyone ended up on ir and so this year i was like to up the ante anyone who beats me gets 250 dollars it's oh, a so you were person very confident. It's Twelve person league, so those eleven guys, anyone that beats me, There's no last place uh, stipulation. No, now they like Basically, shave your head, it's get just, a I have to pay people. Okay, well, you fair. know, in our group, if someone has to get a tattoo off a of bet, they actually don't do it. That's true. Mello. So why do tattoo bets when people don't pay up? All right, what's we should up, make what, him get one. What's, what's next up on the Matt the Miller biggest list? Fantasy bust. <sighs> last year it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Everyone was like, and that was what hit me. I was dumb and drafted my team's quarterback, and then he sucked.
1: Uh, Well, we're going to wipe Melvin Gordon off the table here, right? Because we just don't know. Okay, so I am very scared of that holdout, by the way. I think there's a realistic chance we don't see Melvin Gordon play football this year. But on the field bus, you know who really scares me right now is going top five in drafts? David Johnson. Yes. And I know David Johnson is a good receiving back. I know people are excited about Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Number one, that line can't block anyone. So forget them being able to run the ball. And second off, I just don't know if we're going to get anything from this team. Third, he's a guy that's been hurt before. Yep. So can David Johnson be great this year? Maybe. But do you feel good about that in the top five? I don't. And I would not bet on it. No,
0: he's one of the he's like off my board as a fantasy owner. Same. So I was a little worried about it. So mine actually with T.Y. Hilton. I've been seeing him in the top 10 receiver ranks. And like I know like. The, the pedigree is there. The reputation He gets hurt is there. a lot. He gets hurt a lot. Andrew Luck is hurt right now. I just feel like we're going to see some of the younger guys there really start to take over. They love the tight ends. They're going to throw to Marlon Mack a lot. So T.Y. Hilton is someone that I could see getting drafted in the top two rounds that really shouldn't be.
1: And there's so many good wide receivers. you got to ask yourself, why even risk that at that point? Yeah, so.
0: absolutely. I almost said Devontae Adams because I'm seeing him getting drafted as the number one receiver. That terrifies He's me. He's going over Michael Thomas a lot. Yeah, and over Nuke and over...
1: I mean, in our league, if you draft Tyreek, you get the return points as well. And I'm guilty of this. I think people are really excited about what Aaron Rodgers can do this year with a new coach. And I I don't think he needs the motivation, but it'll be there more than ever. Yeah. All right. Best rookie. I feel like this one's so obvious. Yeah, it's kind of easy. David Montgomery is going to kind of light the world on fire this year in that Mm -hmm. Chicago offense. Uh, I think if we look in another direction, we've talked about Miles Sanders a lot before. He just needs to stay healthy, but I think the opportunity could be there in Philadelphia. I'm really excited to see how the Buffalo backfield shakes out. If they move on from Shady McCoy, yeah. Frank Gore, we know he can still carry the rocket. How many years old he is, but Devin Singletary could quietly be somebody that finds himself into the conversation. It's not really a year for rookie wide receivers. Like I'm not super excited about no, next year.
0: Will be next year. Yeah, I'm not excited about Nikhil Harry or you know. It, are you buying the?
1: Kobe Myers hype as a starter? No, he m- maybe, but probably not. fantasy's a little different. Yeah, too. and now Josh Gordon's back. And you know, like DK Metcalf is hurt. Yep. Not that
0: that—that's always that our fear. With ever him. drafted him anyway. So even like looking at the rankings for rookie wide receivers, I actually think DK Metcalf was the highest rated one. But I would stay very far away from those guys. AJ Brown with the Titans might be one that that I would be he, one. And has also been banged up. Take a risk on very late. Who is the one player? That when your fantasy draft ends, you're like, I have to have this dude.
1: Well, I'm kind of spoiled already because I get to keep Mahomes for like an 11th or 12th round pick. And I think... How does your league work that way? Because I, I took him there like one ahead. And I got him that late last year. Can I get in that league? Uh, you just got to be... Ours used
0: to be if you kept a player, you lost your first round pick. Yep. Nope. Wow. You guys are lax. I, I know. like that.
1: So I think the reason I say that, though, is because obviously everybody in the world loves watching Pat Mahomes play. When he's on your fantasy team throwing four to five touchdowns a week, it makes it even more exciting. And I know nobody says, you know, you actually shouldn't even keep your quarterback. It's right. bad business. But uh, I'm just kind of go against the when guy. he throws for 50 touchdowns yeah. in his first year. As I'll a say starter. this: I'm skeptical, but I am curious to see Le'Veon is falling a lot. And I don't think Le'Veon going to be Steelers Le'Veon. E- yeah. Even as a Jets fan, I don't. But I still think Le'Veon will be really good in PPR because Sam is going to rely on him so much. He might catch 50 balls. Yeah. I mean, oh, I would go a little higher than that. Yeah. Mine is Michael yeah. Thomas. Who is it for you? Okay. But I never get him. But you love Michael Everyone knows that
0: this is my guy. And like I said, I have the third pick and then I have to wait until the, the snake. So I definitely won't get him. But even like last year, I had the sixth pick and Melo took him one spot before me.
1: Man, I, another one that I think, and this kind of goes into your next category, is biggest steal, right? Yeah, I, I think people are a little low on Calvin Ridley this year. I agree because Julio is always going to draw bracket coverage, or should. It's funny that sometimes teams don't. Ridley was quietly like, phenomenal last year. I, I'll say this, Matt, and I, this might be kind of a hot take. I think Atlanta has the best wide receiver wide receiver duo in the top three NFL. Is, yeah, I agree with you. It, it absolutely just on is duo. I think they're the best. And I know people will say Odell oh, and Jarvis. I'm not really that high on Jarvis. There was uh, a prop about Julio, like 1,600
0: yards. And I was like, under. Ball Kevin cut. Ridley's going to take some of those For yards. For sure. For sure. That's we know. a lot of yards anyway. Yeah. Uh, so my biggest deal, I think Tevin Coleman. And I know every oh, he's a Niners homer. No. Well, Garoppolo looks absolutely terrible. And you got to move the ball somehow. So I think Tevin Coleman is going to be the dude. And,
1: and McKinnon, here we go again. The Always entries. banged up. And you know this very well. Tevin Coleman is Kyle Shanahan's favorite running back, I think, maybe ever. Yeah. Uh, Unless our guy guy Clinton Portis is going to come back and play for another Shanahan this time. He looked like he could have. Yeah, he's in pretty good shape. His neck was, like, thicker than my— He's twice the size of what he was when he played football. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He's just ripped. So, uh, Tevin—but Tevin's another guy who just needs to stay healthy. But for how late he's going? Yeah. No, it could be a value— very
0: late all right that's our show man we hit everything fantasy betting news i love it here at sportsbook list. it's all time it's a little yeah. different
1: a little different than our stuffy studios which we love But it's good to get out it is good to
0: get out Mella will be here friday night you and i are doing a show friday afternoon saturday don't forget if you're around here or want to be around here uh we're doing a kickoff event at noon doing a, a like a fan Q&A, a fan forum so come out like i yeah. said we'll, we'll be crushing beers pre-game hype a Little yeah we'll, we'll pre-game the pre-game Right. That's the thing. Yeah, that's what we'll be doing. All right, for of this is Matt. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you guys Friday.